0: All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted One-on-One Podcast, and today I've got a very special guest, and uh, we were technically just chatting, literally technically just chatting, um, and he is an autophile, and so... Uh, he he, uh, audiophile. Did I say that right? I want to make sure I get that right because that, that He's could
1: an well. and I figure I think an autophile would be someone who knows about cars. Okay, and so he is definitely an audiophile. Me. He he knows music and he knows sound,
0: and his mic is going to sound a lot better than mine. Let's just put it that way. Just let's so <laughs> there's no rumors or or that doesn't go somewhere it doesn't need to go. So anyway, I got my good friend Mr. Corby Lacroix on today. Uh, Corby, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your family, and then we'll roll from there.
1: Well, um, it's good to be on with you. My name is Corby LaCroix. I'm a native Texan, um, specifically the Dallas area. Uh, Go Cowboys, maybe? Um, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. It's looking pretty ugly so far. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so um, I'm the worship pastor at Northwest Bible Church in Hilliard and have been here since 2013. Me and my family moved here from the Dallas area uh, in November of 2013 from our native Texas. Uh, my wife is um, the best part of me. Uh, she and I have been married for 23 years. We've got three kids, three teenagers, uh, almost the exact same age <laughs> as your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, our oldest, Jacob, is a sophomore at Cedarville University. He's a biblical studies major. Our middle child, Abby, is a varsity cheerleader at Hilliard-Davidson and is um, involved in all kinds of stuff there. And then our youngest, Kate, is a 10th grader at Hilliard-Davidson. And uh, yes, yeah, that's that's our crew. Um, yeah, ministry brought us here to Ohio. Um, we never thought we'd leave Texas, but here we are. And through moving here and uh, our, our sons actually becoming friends, that's how you and I Got to know each other, and um, so here we are, seven years into our our lives in in Central Ohio, and it's uh, it's 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 been really really interesting. <laughs> yeah, all the it's, way around.
0: It's been seven years. I mean, I, I
1: honestly, I would yeah.
0: guess like three or four. It feels like it. it um, that went really fast
1: <laughs> yeah it did it did it did go really fast and i should probably expand upon the ministry part i'm the worship pastor which i don't know if i said that yes uh i'm the music guy so um yeah so i i i play guitar and sing and that's my day job and my hobby at the same time
0: absolutely and that's that's where i want to start so you you mm-hmm. segued really well there um <laughs> unscripted but um so take me on the journey because I, I have since day one and you and I text on a regular basis. We mm-hmm. love us some nineties country music. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, you were on that scene for a while, right? You, you, you lived yeah. a life, you, uh, you had dreams and aspirations. So can you, can you take us, and that's unscript is all about stories. And um, I'm fascinated to hear your story. Let's start there and then let's, Let's just bring it on up to where we are today and what led you to that?
1: So that is a potentially really long story. So I'm gonna try and and be really brief and hit the high points. Um, So I got into, well, I've been singing for as long as I can remember, um, but I didn't start playing guitar until my senior year in high school, which by most accounts is, uh, I guess, a pretty late. I guess I was a late bloomer as far as guitar goes. Um, can you still hear me when I push this button? Absolutely. All right. Uh, then I won't <laughs> worry about pushing the button. <clears throat> um, so, but, so I was into singing growing up. I was in, you know, uh, I guess plays and little choirs in elementary school and whatnot, but it wasn't until I hit, my senior year in high school and gave basketball up and, and decided I was a better musician than a basketball player, um, that was when I really started thinking that, hey, maybe I wanna make a career out of this or, or, or have a go at it. Um, and growing up in Texas, there's lots of country music and I just had a love for it and I started learning on guitar I started learning all my favorite country songs. And and yeah, I I guess fast forward to college and long story short, I ended up at this at this junior college in Waco, Texas that I only went there because my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, <laughs> at Baylor University in Waco and McLennan Community College was the only other game in town and we couldn't afford Baylor. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I I, I I knew that I was interested in music, but, so I go to MCC. They had a great baseball program, by the way. Nice. Known fact. But um, <laughs> turns out it's, it's one of only two colleges in the entire state of Texas at the time that had this music program that was focused on what they called commercial music, and so you could literally major... In commercial music and it was specifically tailored for people who wanted to either go into like music production or music performance. And, and you, would basically, you would basically study the music business and how to break into the music business, the commercial music business. And so I started on this degree plan. I formed a band. Things started happening. We started playing around Waco. Um, one of my professors at MCC became my first manager and we started booking shows, and it just started really happening quickly. And we, we found ourselves opening up for nationally touring acts. And this was, this was in the, the late part of the 90s, like from 95 to the end of the 90s. Just an incredible time for country music. And my favorite era of country music, easily... Um, You know, it, Garth was doing his thing, but it hadn't gotten to this point to where it was just off the rails, which in my opinion, is where we are now in country music. But it was like, it, it, it was starting to expand because Garth was huge and he was crossing over and all this stuff. But there was still this just, I mean, you just had guys like Alan Jackson and, you know, uh my goodness country guys mark chestnut you know and you had these you had these awesome bands like Shenandoah and little Texas and and like they were just putting out good stuff and it was just a great era um, George Strait was huge and still is and had been for years and you know putting out awesome stuff in the 90s just incredible hits and you know so formed a band and we started playing around and stuff started happening and um I really thought this was 97, 98, 99. I thought that I was, we, we, we got real close. So we got real close to, to um, a, a pretty major deal and um, God had other plans for my life. Um, and he pulled me out of that one night. I remember very clearly, uh, came to a shock, came as a shock to my band. Um, But it just, uh, there are times in your life when stuff hits you like a ton of bricks and you change directions and you don't really see at the time, but you just know you're not supposed to be continuing down the road you're going down and the Lord directs our steps and he he, kind of turned me around. And so I I gave that pursuit up, just kind of cold turkey. I mean, we played out the remainder of our dates that were on the calendar at the time, which took us through the first part of 2000, um, but that it was just a, it was a weird thing. It was like, I can't really explain it, but I, I, I was on this trajectory and I really wanted it. And then I didn't. <laughs> and, and I can't really explain why, other than it was just a God thing. and so, um, And so that turning away of that musical genre, lifestyle, I still love the genre, uh, I started getting into, you know, worship music, and, and um, I mean, I, I was a Christian at the time. I got saved when I was 13, so it wasn't like I was playing all these bars and festivals and stuff as a, you know, as a person who didn't know the Lord. I just thought, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a light in a dark place, so to speak, Right, right and, yeah. and um, you know, not that every place was dark, but um, <laughs> there were some dark places, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I guess the Lord just had other plans for my life. I know he did. And so that turning away of country music got me into worship music. And I started leading worship at the church that I was going to at the time that just became a, a career in worship ministry, which became a career in full-time ministry. And, and, um, that eventually led us here. And so I've been doing this, well, at this church for seven years, um, at the previous church for five years officially and two or three years before that is when I really started so I guess for about 15 years I've been leading worship in some capacity yeah uh, so that's kind of the man that's a huge 30,000 foot view there was all kinds of details in there and but <clears throat> but yeah that was that was the golden age. for for guys like us that was the golden age of country music yeah 90s because I mean i I'm not even scratching the surface. I mean Keith Whitley and mm. my goodness. Um, just those just amazing songs and amazing writing. And so yeah, oh, was one of my favorites. And
0: so, yeah, didn't you? So and, and and hang on, I'm gonna put a pin there because I want to come back to it, but because I don't want people to miss what you just said. You you were right on the edge of what so many people dream for, right? You yeah. felt <clears throat> like that was going to be it for you. And I'm going to tell this audience in case they haven't, and I'm going to, it'll be in the post below. <laughs> um, and I already teased a little bit, but um, if you want to hear this guy sing, there's that one that you put out that's on YouTube that, and I'm not kidding you. I, I said that on your birthday, by the way, happy belated birthday. And it was, thank you. Thank you. I wasn't kidding. I put that thing on loop. And uh, the other day I had it on and Emma came in and she goes, is that Corby singing? <laughs> she could tell from <laughs> you, you have a distinct voice and uh, an that's incredible awesome, gift. And, That's um, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you, you know, and I'll put that in there so so people can hear it. But I don't think you want to. I'm, I'm not going to say you missed your calling because you definitely didn't. Uh, I think you're right where you're supposed to be. But um, pretty amazing to me, and I've always been amazed by that. That um, and now now we'll jump. I'll take the pin out now. So you, you you've told me right, Dixie Chicks. Did you not open for Dixie Chicks?
1: We did. Yeah. Um, that was that was when they just they had. They had one song on the radio at the time. They didn't have a tour bus yet. Like they, there was literally an RV, like a, like a Winnebago in the in the <laughs> behind the club. <clears throat> like they they, they were just getting ready to to hit it big. Um, gosh, what was that? Their first hit? Um, man, it was their first. I mean, their very There's your very trouble? first. Wasn't What's that?
0: Trouble. I think it was. There's your trouble.
1: There's your trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: (laughs) i know my dixie chicks and it was before they insulted george bush which now and now we're now we're seeing now we're going to go way off track but but i always have this point think about where we are as a country and this is a whole nother podcast but this this band was not even on american soil and -hmm. the worst thing that they said was we're embarrassed of our president because he's from texas your mm-hmm. career has never been the same. And I know they got a new album out and everything else. But those were the words, not breathed on American soil, and they were destroyed for it. And now think about where we are today and what you read about, whether it's the president before this one or our current president. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Wow, have we um, expanded um, a bit from those days. Anyway, I'll, completely different train wreck. I'll, I'll come back now. But um, sorry. And that it doesn't matter. And that's whether you like the Dixie Chicks or not. Think about the um, wow, wow. Have we have we really really uh, widened our um, acceptance of what we can say about a sitting president? Okay, rant over. Yeah. Sermon over. Back to Mister Lacroix. <laughs> that's a commercial break. With
1: <laughs> you. That's a commercial break for the Dixie
0: Chicks. <laughs> no, uh, Tracy Lawrence. You mentioned. I know you had some stories with uh, with, with Tracy Lawrence, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, that was, um, that was in 97. Um, and like his big hit at the time was a song called time marches on, which was a, which was a, a little bit different for him. It was a, it was a vibe that was a bit different for him at the time. You know, he, he was pretty, pretty much a a neo-traditionalist, you know, he was, you know, hat and starched jeans and, you know, he was, he was the, uh, he was the younger, a little bit edgier George Strait at the time. He had some amazing, amazing songs. But uh I don't know, maybe a three, two or three albums into his career, he, he releases this maybe fourth album even as time marches on, and I remember that being the big hit at the time when we opened for him. But um but yeah, we we did we did shows with with, with a lot of those. And some of the guys that we, we played shows with, I mean you would recognize their names because you're a you know you're a <laughs> junkie of 90s. but a lot a lot of people would be like ah, I don't know if I meant like names like David Kirsch mm-hmm. and like um uh Wade Hayes and uh some of these um Rick Trevino
0: oh goodness yeah
1: um, any of my truck <laughs> that was Red Akins. That, that was that was Red Akins that did that in my truck, and we well, opened that right. too. You're
0: right. Yep. Um, Rhett
1: yeah, Red Rhett, Red Akins, and then we uh, Gary Allen was another one. Hmm. Um, Give me some Gary Allen. Uh, Diamond Rio was a was a killer band at the time. So good. Yep. Yeah. So we just we 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 just had these opportunities to get in front of um, of, of people who were really there to see the I'm op- not the opening, but they were really there to see the headliner and then we'd, we'd show up and we'd be in front of them and <laughs> just got us, uh, just got, you know, things just started happening. Uh, Trace Adkins was another one. Um, my goodness, I've, I've lost, I've lost track of them, but um, we just, yeah, we played for a lot of, a lot of people we, and we just tried to play as much as we could and, but yeah, that was our 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 slogan on our T-shirts at the time was "Keeping It Country" because I could kind of see the writing on the wall that that country was moving towards a, a different place and I didn't like it because I because we were playing like Merle Haggard and we were playing you know traditional like we're playing older George Strait stuff at the time and a lot of the clubs that we'd play at they'd want us to do you know top forty radio stuff right man. If we were playing today, like you you, you wouldn't even recognize us as a country band. Like it would just be it it would be a mess. But keeping it country, man, that was our that was our motto. So we tried to keep it country and you know.
0: What was the name of the band?
1: It was my name, Corby LaCroix and Cutting Loose. Cutting Loose. (laughs) Cutting Cutting Loose. That was that was the name. And (laughs) yeah, so many, so many memories, man crazy time.
0: Well it's awesome and sorry right, I have three questions and then I want to shift to where we are today. Um yeah. because I think that's a big that's a, also important. So three questions. Your least favorite current country singer, your well, favorite all-time country singer, and how many yeah. instruments do you currently play?
1: <laughs> okay. So I'll I'll tackle the easy one first. How many instruments do I currently play? Well, technically Technically, one, because i I play guitar I, I i've been known to pick up the banjo and the mandolin as well, but those are six string versions of those of those instruments, so it 's technically like tuned like a guitar um, um, I can play the drums, but everybody can play the drums <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, so really i 'm just a singer guitar player um uh, if it's got strings on it i can play it just not not really as well as guitar well, um
0: so let me interrupt you real quick because the, you're you're being humble it wasn't uncommon to walk in on a sunday morning and, and see corby with some other form of a string instrument yes, and yes. rip it up so he can rip up some electric guitar electric guitar uh, acoustic guitar uh, yep. Mandal- you know all of it um yep. you can play some guitar now so so <laughs> While it sounds like, yeah, I could just play guitar. Yeah. It's that's come on. There there, there's, there's a lot happening up there. And, uh, and so props where it's due, there's a lot going on. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Yes. Acoustic guitar, electric guitar, I I guess, technically banjo (laughs) mandolin. Um, but I'm, I'm not one of these guys that can, you know, play keys and guitar. And drums and like just multi, multi instrumental. I know guys like that and they're, they're just ridiculous, but um, but I'm yeah, I'm, I'm more of a if you can hold it like this, I'm that guy. <laughs> um, well,
0: I, I'd be happy just to be able to play a bar chord because I'm still rolling with three chords in the truth. So.
1: <laughs> so, well, that's a great segue into the to answer your next question, which is who's my favorite country singer of all time. See, well, I'll, I'll just back up. Who's my least favorite current country singer?
0: I already know who this is. I think.
1: Well, but here's the thing: like i I me. don't know. I don't know enough about current country music to really to really have a really informed opinion on that because I, I honestly, man, over the last several years, I've been out. Yeah. Like like out on country music, but um, the the. I don't have my finger on the pulse of current country music, and I haven't for a number of years, but uh, I I guess I do know a little bit about some of the current people, and I I don't really like many of them at all. Um, Least favorite current country singer, man. Um, Probably. So I'm not. uh, Here's the problem. (laughs) It's a great question. <laughs> Some of the stuff, though, is cool music. It's just not country, you yeah. know. So, like, so, like, I would have told you, like, that I can't stand Sam Hunt, okay. But, like, my daughters love this song of his. That's, um, I mean, it's a cool song. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's not country at all. But for what it is, it's super cool, um, and it's very cleverly written, and it's. Got a title that escapes me. You probably know all the lyrics to it, Um, but it's (laughs) uh, yeah, it's um, it's got that sampled old guy singing at the very beginning. It sounds like it's from you know nineteen twenties. Oh man, (laughs) something about you're making it hard to something Um, just
0: identified like half the current country catalog
1: <laughs> anyway but I, I i probably um oh man luke bryan maybe
0: yeah okay, I'm, I'm okay. i thought you were gonna say eric church
1: i know we No. now see eric church is cool man like he's awesome. he's a cool he's okay. in these he's, he's just i mean he's intense um Big time. And he doesn't mess around. And I, I appreciate that about him. And I think he's a great writer. So I can't I can't really knock Eric Church. Um, I just don't like But he's um,
0: not 90s country. It's not the same. No, you
1: know, he's he's kind of an outlaw and I dig that and I respect that. Um, I just I, I can't stand just the um, the bro stuff, I guess, that's yeah. that's out right now. Like, and like in and and I just Luke, if you're watching, I love you, but I don't like your voice. <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not there. Yet. I, I don't think you will stumble on this one. I think we're safe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, your favorite country artist all time.
1: Favorite country artist of all time. Oh. Uh well, being from Texas, um, George Strait is the king. Um, he's the king, and so. I, I would probably say George Strait. Um, I, he's he's my he's my he's got to be my favorite country artist of all time. It's just his longevity, his his voice. Um, I, I you know he's not really a writer and he's not really a, a musician. Um, I mean he stands there and just kind of holds the guitar and mm-hmm. like, who knows if it's really plugged in? <laughs> fine, <I'm> plugged in. <laughs> like, but like the songs, man, like, and just, just his, just the whole, yeah, he's just, he's it. But I would, I would say um, um, him or Alan Jackson, like Alan Jackson to me, uh, especially in his prime was like, if, if you want a clinic on how to sing country music, like the voice, the golden voice for me, it was Alan Jackson, like back in the, you know, Someday, Mm. Um like just the the don't rock the jukebox era. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, my goodness, just
0: Dallas killer.
1: Yeah, Dallas and and um You're
0: in the real world. I mean, <laughs> we could go yeah. we could go on a, on an Allen straight or Alan Jackson, man. Yeah, so yeah. good. So good. So the
1: golden voice, you know, and and uh, but that was that was my wheelhouse at the time, you know. Like I Merle Haggard, much the same way, like um yeah, th- those three would probably maybe Keith Whitley in there but probably George Strait just those those songs man I mean just yeah. And he's kind of kept it real, you know. Yeah. Really.
0: And I think in the 90s they told stories. And now yeah. it's now it's the same story re-racked, re mm-hmm. remixed and put back out again. Um, and I I love I I love today's stuff. I do like I like all the guys. Jason Aldean, I mean we you know, he used to follow Jason Aldean around like the Grateful Dead for a while with Austin when he was probably young, too young to be at those kind of concerts. Yeah. And uh, um, I'll
1: tell you this, man, dude, Hicktown slaps. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, <laughs> like, dude, I got to give it to like, like, I think that was his first hit, mm-hmm. and I heard that, I was like, dang, I got to learn this guitar riff, yeah, this, this pro riff, man. It was just so, yeah.
0: Yeah, but they don't tell stories like they used to, and even even the old Garth stuff. Like I listen to Garth radio on Sirius a lot, and he he plays a lot of the older '90s stuff sometimes. And you hear those songs, you're know, like, man, they used to tell stories. Story like you know, it, it just there was something to that. That uh, I know a lot of people think it's all about divorces and getting everything back. You know, you get your car back, your wife back thing. When you play it backwards, the old joke. But um it was, it was about telling stories and those stories connected with people. And, and for some of us, they became the soundtrack of our lives in those days uh, for me. So, um, but that and all that was awesome. I, we could probably go on for hours about that, but I oh, don't yeah. want to miss. Um, and you guys <laughs> understand Corby and I will typically text each other Every so often when we're doing whatever it is that that song comes on that and we'll screenshot it, send it over and say or or send over a lyric, you know, <laughs> and then uh, see if the other one can guess it and how quick. So uh, we, we definitely keep up with the 90s. We we'll, we'll never let it go. So um, but I want to talk about how you've transitioned into worship because you do lead worship now. And not only that, but but can you talk about the recording for uh, VBS and things like that, those other projects that you've now found yourself and poured yourself into?
1: Yeah, um, so it was a weird transition for me because I was used to playing in clubs and bars, um, and people dancing, and like you're you're there, kind of to make a name for yourself. And so the transition to getting into church music was was interesting, and and I had and I had to really try and figure out how not to act and sound and look like a country singer. And, um, and so I was able to really kind of, to cut my teeth, so to speak, under, under the leadership of the, the worship leader who was, who was getting close to retirement at the time, but he, he let me kind of kind of get a foot in the door and start playing acoustic guitar off to the side a little bit and just kind of get a feel for what it was like to just, I was used to just playing in a country band in a really smoky room with a sawdust dance floor and a jukebox in the corner, like and neon lights everywhere and really loud and people just, you know, doing their thing and some of them heavily <laughs> inebriated and some of them not. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden it was just it was just a completely different vibe altogether, and so I had to I had to learn how to how to play differently and sing differently, but but learn um, what it what it means to lead worship and like to to worship the Lord in music because I had never been a part of it as a player. And um, and so this this guy named Tom he he uh, he just he, he helped me kind of come along for the ride and see and let me observe how he was doing it and and how he would engage the congregation and and the things that he would emphasize and the challenge me to do um and and so i i slowly began to work up to the point of maybe i maybe i would be the featured vocalist on a song every so often and i would i would get a chance to to kind of lead that song myself and and that just kind of became Um, and, and, and the church I was at at the time was a very low key laid back place. You know, it wasn't like a big, a big thing to where that turned out to be in my favor because I was able to, to learn how to do it on that stage. And, um, and there wasn't a lot of, um, pressure, you know, it was, it was a, it was a fairly good sized church, but it was just, you know, it was just kind of a. Big living room, kind of a family, you know. I mean, it was, we met in a gym, a converted basketball gym. It was carpeted and there was a stage on one sideline, basically. A What's that?
0: A sanctinazium.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we actually we would call it that sometimes. Um, sanctinazium, yeah. Um, and, you know, we'd set up chairs every week and it was, it, wasn't, it was, just a, it was just a very, um, just a kind of a chilled out place. And uh, so it was really cool. Um, and, and that's actually, I, I, I actually, when he retired, I, I I mentioned he was getting close to retirement. I became one of the people that, that was, that, you know, applied for, to fill his shoes and to transition into, because at the time they were, they were he was a part-time guy. They were making it a full-time position and they were making it a salaried position. And I, so I went for it and I ended up getting it and it, and it, it was just um it was just a great way for me to get my feet wet and then it become a career all in the same place it was really cool Mm. um so i was able to uh to just learn how to lead worship on that stage and and i i was i was the worship pastor there for for five years before moving here um and yeah, so am I answering the question I'm trying to remember if, oh, yeah if,
0: yeah absolutely yeah,
1: are really touching on the on, on what what you were getting at with your question and and uh, I'm kind of rambling a little bit but but um <clears throat> yeah and 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 that's where I, also where I kind of started learning how to build into other musicians and 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 help them you know because you know we, we had a youth group um at that church that was full of really musically inclined kids. And so I would find myself on Wednesday nights kind of sitting in with them over in the, in the student area. We had a, a, actually we had a student building where, where our, our youth ministries took place and it was an opportunity for me to kind of stay young, you know, and like hang out with those kids and show them a thing or two on guitar and, and, um, you know, sing harmonies with them when they were leading. And it helped helped me to figure out how to bring along a younger musician and how they learn and how they don't and what, you know, what they respond to and what they don't and just musically speaking. And so I find myself giving guitar lessons and vocal lessons and bringing up younger players. And they would end up in the big stage on Sunday morning playing behind us. And and um, so just, yeah, and, and that was... That was all just learning as I went, you know, it's like, um, but that whole experience I think prepared me for, for what I'm doing now. Um, and, um, kind of doing a lot of the same things. Um, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned VBS and that's, that's kind of a, a bit of a, a tangent, but I can go there real quick and just say that shortly after moving here, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but, but after we got uh, here to Northwest, um, Northwest Bible is heavily connected to Answers in Genesis AIG and and they put out a VBS curriculum every year and um, two of our, our staff members um, do a lot of their writing for them. And so I come in and I'm, I'm a musical, musical guy and, they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their music, their VBS music, because they're not 100% satisfied with how it's going. So they ask me if I want to think about writing kids' VBS songs. And that had never been something that I had ever even imagined I would be involved in and was scared to death when I said, Sure, I'll try it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But luckily, through my um, through my efforts to, I completely. Ignore this whole part of my story, but um, in the couple of years leading up to to me moving, I had released a couple of uh, Christian albums, um, and through that process, I had gotten really tight with some people in Nashville who and I now work with, uh, and 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 work directly and indirectly with to produce these VBS songs for AIG for the last six years, and it's it's been a network that it's like. I transitioned from country music to Christian music to worship leading to producing kids' music. And, and it's all just kind of been this seamless thing. And, yeah, the Lord has uh, really allowed me to use a lot of the th- things that I was doing back in the day and just integrate them into what I'm doing now. Um, had never even thought about writing kids' music, man. Mm-hmm. Not in a million years what I've thought it, but um, through my connections in Nashville, I was able to get teamed up with a couple of guys who that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to just pool our collective talents together. And so I ended up being the executive producer on this on this project every year. And so it's been really, really interesting to see, man, we, we do not know where we're going Um But if we're just obedient Mm -hmm. and we just turn our feet in the the direction that the Lord calls us to go, even though, you know, we're not exactly sure where that's going to take us, as long as we just are willing to go in that direction. It's like, you know, Bible says, it will be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. And so I take that to mean he's going to show me a couple of steps at a time. Mm -hmm. And I take those steps. And then he shows me another couple of steps as long as I'm going in the direction that he's got me. And so I've tried to do that over the last few years and just to see what door opens as a result. And so that's how that's, that's all went down. Like, I, I don't know where I'm going to be next week. Um, but God does. And so I'm going to keep going in the direction he's taking me and I'll find out when I get there.
0: Yeah. And, and there's, uh, there's so many things that I thought of as you were doing that and talking, and I think you wrapped it up perfectly. I mean, I can't believe our time has flown by already because uh, I'd exactly. love to sit and talk oh. more, but, um, but, and I'm not, not kicking you off by any means, but I, there was a few things I wanted to go back and touch on. Cause I think you, you wrapped it up perfectly. You took us through the entire journey as to where you are today from where you were. And, um, you know, the first thing that I thought of was, uh, the two things that I always think of is you have to be available and you have to be obedient. You got to be available for wherever he sends you and, and obedient to say, okay, I'm going to go. I don't, I don't know if I like this idea. This isn't what I had in mind. Uh, it's not how I pictured it. Um, you know, it's never how you draw it up sometimes, but, um, you know, those two things you've been and look at where that has taken you in your career. That's number one. Number two, um, the first time those that follow me on Twitter know that I tweet quite often on a Sunday. Calvary covers it all. And the mm-hmm. uh, first time I ever heard that song was when you you sang it, and
1: mm-hmm. I was
0: rocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a simple it's phrase, simple. Uh, simple phrase, and three small words that that um, huge huge meaning. And so, thank you for introducing me to Calvary covers it all. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and last but not least, I want to tell the story before um, before we uh, we we check out that um, uh, I texted you a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, a common friend of ours uh, had a family member that was, uh, as I said, what, you know, taking her her final breaths, and uh, and I don't know the whole story, um, but I know what what the social media story version that I saw. And uh, you know, you went to that hospital room, you knelt down. By her bed, and you sang um, her favorite hymns uh, a cappella. And um, to see that online on social media, um, I sent you a text, and I said, "Man, when it's my turn, um, <laughs> whenever that is, yeah. I, I, I want you to uh, I want you to walk me home too." Because um, that that was incredible. Uh, we talked about old country music, and I think we could say the same things on the worship side too. There's some great worship music now, and it's awesome yeah. what we're doing with lights and stages and smoke lamps and, 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 you know, it is where we are. And, and I, I'm not knocking today's worship Mm -hmm. music by any means, but not by any means, but man, the old hymns, um, are almost like old country music. They told a story and, uh, uh, to hear you, you know, just, just do that. And, and that meant a lot to that family, uh, Mm -hmm. and anybody that saw it, uh, it was powerful. And, um, so thank you. I know it wasn't even my family, but thank you for sharing that with, with even us. Um, again, like I said, whenever my turn, whenever it's my turn, I'm going to have to send you a text and say, come on. yeah," <laughs> uh, Cause I don't, I can't think any other way to exit uh, exit here and, and, and hopefully enter uh, eternity uh, than, than with um, a voice like yours and uh, songs like that.
1: Man. Thank you for saying that. And I, I, it was weird to see that. I, I, I didn't, it, I, re, I remember being there and, and, and singing and there was a room full of people and um, but I don't even remember there be, being a phone out capturing that. Like, I, I guess I wasn't really paying attention to that. Um, but that was, uh, that was May Daniels and she, boy, she loved to worship and I can just, I could just tell you story after story. She and I just became really special friends over the last few years. And she would just tell it like it is. And she would, she would just <laughs> grab me by the arm in the foyer at church and tell me what songs I needed to be playing. And and she was just, she would shoot straight. Like she would, she would message me from time to time. And, and um, but just to to be with her and to and to, to sing some of her favorite songs with her in those final days and hours even. I won't forget that. And, um, um and if that, if that ministers to someone else, man, praise the Lord for that. Um, but it was, it was weird to, to go back. Cause I didn't, re- I didn't realize it had been recorded Yeah. Um, uh, or I don't remember realizing it at the time. It's kind of a blur. something when you're in those situations, you know, and man, but I'll tell you, Uh, I haven't, I don't know that I've told anybody this. Um, Maybe a couple of people just to give you a glimpse into the kind of woman she was that night. So that was actually at her house. There was the hospital bed was in her living room. So I I'm sitting there and she can barely get a word out, but I could tell she's telling me something. I lean close and she, in in the midst of all of us singing these songs together, and and I, I bet there was thirty people in the room. She wanted me to tell the story of the day I got saved,
0: mm.
1: and announce it to the room. Wow, he said. She and she and she it it would take her. She would take a breath and she'd say a word or two. She'd take a breath and say a word or two. She'd take a breath, say a word or two. Tell the people about the day you got saved, so they can hear your story like like i'm like are you kidding me right (laughs) now like we're here for you yeah (laughs) and and so and so okay everybody um (laughs) gather around (laughs) wants me to tell you Mm -hmm. my story the day i got saved and so i'm gonna honor that and i'm gonna tell you tell you my testimony right and i just thought that was incredible like like she she was shifting the focus away from herself and she wanted me to tell the story and, and I just, man, I want to, I want to be that way. Like I I want to be about other people and, and knowing their stories and hearing what God has done in their life, man. I'm, I, you know, I, I just, I just know what she's thinking. I know where I'm going, mm-hmm.
0: you know, like, let's right.
1: not talk about me. Yeah. Let's talk about you. And, and man, it was, it was crazy, man. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. So.
0: Well, to be that secure, you know, um, that, that, that you're, you're that secure and where you're going, you know, wherever that next breath may be is mm-hmm. pretty powerful. So, well, well, we, we love you guys. Um, we are thrilled you're here. I know you mentioned it. our kids are close, um, yep. you know, and, and that's, that's always been fun because they are almost mirror images age-wise and, and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they've, they've literally grown up together seven years. It's hard to believe, but, uh, we love seeing you in this town um i love the impact that you've had here between vbs and worshiping on sunday mornings you know a song like calvary covers it all to uh, to where you just recently talked about um man you've left your fingerprints all over the town and and uh i know it was hard to leave texas uh to you know that that's what you guys have known and uh, where your heart is and um but man you've you've certainly not ever shown that here and you've you've left your mark here so we love you guys. I really appreciate you coming on with me today.
1: Praise God, man. It was a pleasure to be on with you, man. Very yeah. cool. We'll Anytime. do it
0: again and then we'll really dig into that. We'll, we'll have to do a 90s country one only and have to break into uh, a song. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See, I was going to go again. I'm just going to, I'll stop it. I'm going to, I'm going to tease it because we'll have to do that next time.
1: <laughs> Tell me if We can do my top five uh, steel guitar intros of all time.
0: Awesome. All right, that's we already have the uh, we already have the startings of the next podcast. So thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Absolutely, man. All right, bro. Peace. Bye.